This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. I'm Bargasso, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 178 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And coming to you live from Daytona Beach, Florida, I'm your co-host, Dana. Yay, we're doing it live and remote. You're live in front of me and we are recording the show. And yes. you are in Daytona for your conference. I am your conference. intrepid field reporter who is coming to you live from <laughs> Daytona Beach, Florida for <laughs> week three of a work-related school that I am in. This is my yes. third and final week of the school. So I, I don't foresee us doing any other remotes in the near future. Where we're separated by five hours in this case, something like that. Five hours? But it was about about four hours. But we might have remote live broadcasts coming up very soon. Very soon, indeed, as we're going to be embarking to our great white north, <laughs> Anchorage, Alaska, in just a few short days. So excited. So excited. Can't wait. But... We have much to discuss from this week. We do. Do we, we not? We were a little busy. We were a little busy. Yes. We went to Tampa. We did. <laughs> and we did a run up there, but the main thing that we're really going to focus on this week for running is the fact that you completed the 75 hard challenge while we were in Tampa. Yes. Now we did the Tampa beer run and we did a live broadcast of that run, the food and beverage, and we will be putting that in the feed while we're in Alaska next week. But this week we're talking lessons from the 75 hard, some listener feedback and answers to our question from last week about what happens when you don't meet a goal, you don't overcome a challenge. How do you come back from that? What do you learn from that? That kind of question that we posed to the Runcation Nation. We got a couple of answers there that we'll share. I have some lessons of my own. And we had a fantastic celebratory meal at a brand new place in Tampa. We did, and we're going to be talking all about that. And we got to do a little bit of a patron meetup in the we process. Did. Shout so it, out. Was a, it was an action-packed weekend and yeah. I'm really excited that we're getting to talk about it this week on the show. And I mean I can't wait to dive in because I, I am so proud Aww. of you and what you've accomplished with the 75 hard 
program. We keep uh-huh. calling it a challenge. I know, I know. It, but the creator, Andy Frisella, really mm-hmm. is adamant that it's not a challenge. It's a program. And yeah. y- your accomplishment was tremendous. And I think that we have certainly talked about over the course of the last several weeks, what all goes into doing it. But I think that the important thing when you do something like this is you talk about what you got from it. And you talked about your lessons and what you got from the experience last week, because I'm very proud of you. And I think that you got a lot out of it, learned a lot from the experience, even though you say you 75. Yes, I did. I absolutely got a lot out of the experience, Mm -hmm. really learning how to push through when you're in a constant state of tiredness and Mm -hmm. pain, knowing Mm -hmm. that you can do that and being able to overcome that. Forcing yourself to make time for yourself, I think, is hugely important. And it's actually not something that he, he talks a lot about. Making time for your... He, he doesn't really harp on that, but it's there and mm-hmm. it's an underlying lesson. And for me, the big takeaway was, of course, paying attention to the small details. Mm. Because of all the things I thought that I would fail on, I thought it would be the workouts. And that ended up not being the case for me. It was something very small, like the reading. So I took that lesson to heart. And I'm going to be restarting the 75 Hard Challenge on August 25th. So I I now know going forward, I can do the physical part. I know that, Mm -hmm. but I need to really focus on the small details. But in spite of all of that, you know, I've gotten some great lessons from books that I've read. Mm -hmm. I've also lost close to 30 pounds. Yes. And I'm so proud of you for that. That's a win in my book in some ways, but I still don't get to to boast that I completed the 75 heart challenge like you did I did finish it it feels very strange and like braggish that I did it so I guess we're heading into the run segment where we're talking about my lessons from the 75 yeah and there certainly was (laughs) plenty of running during all of this and we incorporated running in fact I did running almost exclusively you did workouts and you did I think for almost half or half of your workouts or sometimes more than half of your workouts total so that would be at least 75 runs plus all that yoga and everything else that you did Well, and some of it was just like a walking, like a brisk walking workout at lunch at work. Yes, I did run. I used my run, walk, run method. (laughs) So, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And the results for you. We're going to talk about your your big takeaways, your big five lessons. But Mm -hmm. how many pounds are you down? 29, 28, 29. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the day. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. I feel better. I do. And he, when he lays out the program on his podcast, Andy Frisella, Real AF is his show. When he lays it out, he talks about how you're going to see the physical changes first before you feel any kind of mental toughness or fortitude or grit being built up. Like he talks about those traits. 
And maybe for those that are just joining the podcast, we should probably reiterate what the 75 hard challenge is so that they mm-hmm. know what we're talking about. Entrepreneur and podcaster Andy Frisella put forward the idea of the 75 hard challenge, not as a physical fitness challenge, but the 75, I'm sorry, and this is the 75 hard program, yeah. but it has developed its own hashtag online as the 75 hard challenge. That's why it's and hard not it to is, say that. Yes. And, and what it really is all about is for 75 days, you have to adhere to a certain number of very simple tasks to do. The first task is that you stick to a diet of your choosing mm-hmm. with no cheat meals and no alcohol. Mm-hmm. So that's step one. Step two is your workouts. You have to work out twice a day. Each workout has to be at least 45 minutes long, and the workouts have to be separated by at least three hours. Step three is that you take a, um, he calls it a, a progress photo. Yes. Uh, or a, a selfie. To I show, keep calling it a selfie, but you actually yeah. take it for me sometimes, and I take it for you, so progress pick. Yeah, it's a progress picture to show the physical transformation. And the next item that you have to do is that you have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book, something that is going to develop you uh, mm-hmm. personally. And the caveat to all of this is that if you fail at any one of those tasks, if you only read nine pages, if you only work out 44 minutes if your workout's not separated by three hours, whatever the case if may be. If one of them is not outside. If, yeah. Then you start over at day one. Mm. Yeah. So that's the challenge. Now. You have recapped it well. That is what I completed this past weekend on Sunday. Was my, at when, when it turned midnight Saturday into Sunday, that was the end of the 75 hard challenge for me. And, and how do you feel? You like said you're down 29 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I'm just going to say up front to people in this whole podcast, it's the, in this whole segment, this running segment is really, it's difficult for me to talk about and verbalize the lessons that I learned and how I'm feeling because it, I don't often share a lot of that on the show. So it's No, that's understandable. It's hard to be that that vulnerable and we're pretty we're really open with our yeah. with, with the Runcation Nation. It's been a it's been a growth journey I think for you in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 29 pounds and he is right. You feel and see the physical changes first. And then I really, the books made me think about how I'm living my life and how I want it and how I wanted to live it differently or what I wanted to continue and what I wanted to change. And I don't know, it just, there are five lessons that I would say I gleaned from this 
program, this boot camp that will then kickstart this program, live hard. So does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense because uh, 75 hard is the boot camp. Then you have phase one, phase two, and phase three of the live hard program. We're not going to get into all of the live hard no. stuff tonight. No. But yeah, so you started to say that the the books. Yeah, there's more that I big deal for you. There is more that I learned from it, but I thought we could. We try to keep the shows to an hour or a little over, so I thought about the five lessons that really resonated with me at the end of the challenge, and we talked okay. about that a little bit before we started to record. One of them is that nonfiction books are a hidden gem. And they don't have to be just self-help books. Some people are turned off by that term. They, they're they like, I don't want to be seen in the section, self-help section, in the bookstore. I don't want to be, I don't, it's nonfiction. It could be a biography that teaches you something. There are a lot of running books out there, biographies of runners that I'm inspired by that really help me. But sure, they, I think there's a there yeah. could be a stigma attached to the self help section of the bookstore. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but it's I think self improvement, self development uh, makes you stronger, and nonfiction books are a hidden gem through through those stories and lessons that can help you be better. One of the books that so I'll link to the books that I read during this seventy five days. You're a Badass by Jen Sincero, 75 Hard Tactical Guide to Winning the War with Yourself by Andy Frisella, The Imposter Cure, and the, f- the Top 5 Regrets of Dying. Those are the books that I read. And I think they helped me in different ways. But I think that starting with You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero really set the tone for the challenge for me because I would I think you can tell in my face from my selfie that I wasn't too sure I would make it through the 75 days. And I didn't really have the belief in myself. I think Andy says it on his show that if you're not going to believe in yourself, why do you expect anybody else to? And this book talks about the ways that you can discover your inner badass and be do away with the stories that you tell yourself that make you feel less than. That's what I would say about that. So setting the tone and then the 75 hard tactical guide. I think that taught me about my inner voices that tell those stories. And he calls it, the bitch voice versus the boss voice. That was a big takeaway for me in that. And that was one of the, yeah, that was one of the books that I read also. And that is a term that you and I used a lot over the 75 days. Once we learned it. Yes. Once we, once we learned it in that that book, because he doesn't start off like that. That was your bitch voice. Mm -hmm. Listen to your boss voice. And we would encourage each other by saying that. Yeah. Because your boss voice is, yes, you are a badass. You can do it. You go get it done. And then the, 
the bitch voice that he talks about is you can't do it. You shouldn't do it. Let's not do it. That's every excuse. That voice. It's the voice with all the excuses. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to listen to my inner voice and realize when that's happening now. So that has made me cognizant of that. The imposter cure, that one taught me about confirmation bias. And it confirmation bias is you go on believing something even though you've been presented with evidence that is simply not true. That is what I say the definition of confirmation bias is or the way mm -hmm. I remember it from that book, The Imposter Cure. Because you got the imposter is you going through life feeling like you're going to be discovered as some failure or some freak or somebody who is no good at what you do or who you are. So it, I go on believing a lot of negativity or I have in my life gone through life thinking about myself with a lot of negativity or pessimism. And there's much evidence to the contrary. Completing the 75 hard is one example. Getting the Golden Apple Award for Excellence in Teaching is another. That's a local award here in Florida in Lee County. Being a top performer at my current job. Two degrees with honors. Yeah. Bachelors yeah. and masters and just... but. All of that still didn't make me feel like I deserved my success or I earned my success. or And there are a lot of different discussions that happen in that book to help you work through that problem. But that is the big takeaway I got from that. And the top five regrets of the dying, that... That was really tough, and I'm not quite done with that one yet. I'm almost done with it because I'm continuing reading it. I want to finish it. I'm close to finishing it. I'm on regret number five. But Yeah, the challenge doesn't require you to finish the book. No. You just have to read 10 pages per day. No. I think that book, it makes you look at your life differently. I think when you're a kid and you're growing up, you think you're going to live forever. You're immortal. Sure. Yeah. But we're not. And I think personal events of this past year, so this first half of 2021 and beyond, have taught us that, have taught the Runcation Nation that. We talked about that last week with Rob. Tomorrow is never promised. And these are people who were being cared for by the author long-term illnesses. She was their caregiver. And they talked about their biggest regrets at the end of their lives and what we should learn from them. Like making more time to spend with friends, not working so hard, letting yourself be happier. So... Those are some tough lessons given some life events from the summer that we've had. So that book helped you 
crystallize what's really important in life. You and yeah, you can have moments of clarity, but this I think just kept me coming back to that or refocusing on that. You know what I mean? I do. A hundred percent. This is, I, I didn't read that book, but mm-hmm. we would talk a lot about chapters that you were reading mm-hmm. and discuss that. And it came at the right time, of course, on the heels of my, my sister's passing and yeah, I, I can completely understand how that book was the right thing at the right time for you. And I, what I loved about going through this challenge together is that we both were reading, most of the time, we were both reading different nonfiction books, but we discussed them. And I don't think that there's been a period in our life together where we have been actively reading books different books and then coming back together and discussing them and what we've learned from them. Oh no, I've even said it. Um, double majoring in political science and history in college killed my desire for recreational reading for a long time. That's so a lot I, of reading. I haven't, I haven't done a lot of recreational reading really since college yeah. and getting back into it was kind of nice. So yeah, for us to be able to talk about different books that we're Mm -hmm. reading and we only had the overlap of Andy's book. Yeah. But we saw the same points crystallized in different books as well. We did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, which was interesting to see that there were some common themes in very, very different books that we read. Yeah. And I think that doing the challenge together at the very beginning, when we lost your sister, I said to you, do you want to postpone this because of what has happened? And I think that you were very adamant about saying, no, I want to push forward. And this will give us something to focus on and something positive to push through all of this difficult period in our life. Yeah, right? I, th- I know from for me, I needed something like that to focus on, mm-hmm. and this this was a great way to do it. Yeah, it, it, the the entire challenge, not just the books, but the yeah. entire challenge was the right thing at the right time. Our experience in this, just there is no right time. That taught us and, that there is no right time. And he talks about that in his <laughs> podcast yeah. and in in his book. And I know that I so, am having a lot of pregnant pauses as we talk about this, but I just want to make sure that I say what I have learned in the right way and that it, it is understandable in, in those books that I read. But I also think that the second lesson that I learned was maximize your time. That this program will punish you for bad time management. Oh, Absolutely. If you and hit what, whatever do you mean by that, dear? If, if you hit snooze in the morning and you don't get that first workout in and that first maybe cup of water or a couple of cups of water and you don't get off to a great start, you could be theoretically up to midnight trying to get all of your tasks done while well, living 
<laughs> while living your daily life. Yeah. There were a couple of times where we were guilty of that, for mm-hmm. sure. And, and again, this is the reason I thought that I thought this was going to be the, the thing that would get me would be the, the big tasks, like the workouts. The workouts. And you were very good about the morning workouts. I think you were better about the morning workouts than I was. I was good about them if it was a work day and not necessarily a day off. I tended to get later starts when I wasn't working. And then I had to go later in the day to get all tasks completed. So I just, it does, it punishes you and you could be out there close to midnight getting your workout in. You could be drinking your water close to midnight. You could be, and you feel that exhaustion in your bones. You really do. And that drinking your water close to midnight means that you're probably not sleeping through the next night because you get up and go to the restroom. Yes. So it's important. It's a self-correcting error. We've joked that if you don't manage your time, it'll manage it for you. Yeah. And I think another lesson that I learned was that you don't really need a cheat day. There's another episode where Andy talks about having momentum and not killing that momentum. And I think that when you have a, of course, yes, you're not going to be on the straight and narrow in terms of nutrition and and all of that 100% of the time outside of the challenge or the boot camp 75 hard but i don't you don't need it you want it but you don't need necessarily a cheat day and it can stall your momentum yeah and i think that we were smart about the way we structured the diet plan for ourselves <laughs> we we went plant based and that allowed us to still cover things for the show. Oh, yeah. We're not things that we made in our own kitchen. And mm-hmm. while we didn't have cheat days built in, we were still able to go out to a restaurant and get a meal or go to a food truck and get a meal and still function without having to meal prep all of your meals every single day. Right. And you could probably put yourself in a trick bag real quick doing a program like this that doesn't allow for a cheat day if you didn't, if you weren't careful. Right. And it's still difficult. It's one thing that he, he drives home is you want to be, you don't want to take the easy path. And we didn't eating plant-based at Disney world. That's we, you have to go and actively seek those things out and you're checking the, the, they have a, a binder that you have to read through to see what the ingredients are. And sometimes you have to ask for the binder mm-hmm. uh, the allergy manual. It, it, to see it, the ingredients. it created extra steps for us sometimes, but we were able to do it. Yeah. So I, you had to be more focused and mindful when you're living your your daily life, whether you're at work or you go away and travel or just have a day off, whatever. I also learned, this is lesson number four. You need to value yourself more. Or I guess I should say, I need to value myself more. Yeah. 
And what do you mean? Not looking for external validation all the time. And I'm still, and that is a lesson that I have to think about and process every day. Because my default is to, like, what I have to say is not important. Or I, I should keep quiet because somebody else is saying something important and it doesn't really matter what I have to say. But it does because I bring a unique perspective that no one else has. So I think you need to value yourself more also means you need to make time for yourself more. And there's a work task that needs to be done maybe. And there's the workout, the gallon of water, the plant-based meal in our case. So what's, what are you going to sacrifice or what are you going to prioritize? Is it going to be something that's going to move you forward, get you ahead? Or are you going to sacrifice yourself to get someone else ahead or something right. else ahead? So that is another lesson that I learned in this 75 hard boot camp. And we just talked about it when we talked about the books that I read and the, the tough lessons. But you can push yourself to complete something that really matters to you and is something that's really to accomplish something that is important to you, even through the toughest life events. I, yeah. I think we learned that together. Yeah. Yeah. And you could have very well said, nah. We're, we need to focus here and we don't need to do this new program, this new boot camp. We just need to put that on pause because we faced personal tragedy very early in the challenge, in the boot camp, the program. God, I keep and wanting we to call were, it a challenge. And we were just coming off of... of my nephew's passing. So yeah. it was really a double whammy, but it provided us, I think a touchstone to help anchor ourselves in the here and now mm -hmm. uh, in a time when you might want to be reflective or yeah. you might want to second guess things or the, the normal grieving process. So I think that was, I think it was a healthy choice to do that. Yeah. And I'm glad that we made it that do you regret it? Oh, no, I don't. I, I'm very glad that we stuck with it. I think that it helped in the process mm -hmm. with dealing with everything. I am looking forward to completing the entire program myself. Yeah. So that I, I've got that final achievement. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we did that, I think, was very valuable. And I think that some of your lessons are things that, that I took away. When we talked about your experience with 75 Hard, we asked the Runcation Nation for some feedback about overcoming the fact that you didn't meet a goal or a challenge, either in life, work, running, whatever it may be. And we had a couple of people write in. We did. Yes. And we're going to start. Let's start with James. Oh, okay. Can we start with James? 
We can start with James. We, yeah. we got uh, these are both written responses that we got. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to be playing the part of James here. And <laughs> James Miller wrote in and he said so many adventures and successes I could tell you about. Let's start with running. I'm 63. I hadn't run since the fall of 1975, my senior year in high school on the cross country team. The short version is that in April 20th or on April 20th, 2015, I went to bed fine. I woke up the next morning ill. The diagnosis was cancer. I made a deal with God. If I could get my health back, I would run. I couldn't even walk to the mailbox. My first 5K was eight months later in December of 2015. I finished three. And I think that he means third. Or does he mean three 5Ks subsequent to that? Not sure. We'd have to get clarification on on that part. Because I'm going to tell you about his running pedigree here in just a second. Okay. My cancer surgery was June of 2016. I ran a 5K just five days after surgery in 105 degree heat. My doctor, I don't think, truly thought I was serious when I asked if I could run. You should have seen the look on her face when she found out. I'm driven to motivate people to enjoy life. Life is short. I'm now president of a local running team, a team IB Pro Fun. A little bit about my background. I've run 44 half marathons, two 220-mile relays, Mm. 550Ks, a 50-miler. I've done some crazy runs. I've run a 10K cow trail run with a 1,200-foot elevation climb, won my age group. Got in the car, drove 11 miles down the road, ran my first and only at this point 50 miler in the same day, and everyone said I was crazy. I ran a 54K and a 25K back to back. I did the pincushion run, which is a one miler with a 1,034 foot elevation climb. Wow. That's a lot. And he's very humble. He says, I'm a mid pack runner, and I stress to all runners the key to. Every run is to finish with a smile. Speed is not the priority. I appreciate the three-hour to three-and-a-half-hour marathoner. I'm a two-hour, ten-minute half marathoner. I'm never going to be a 140, but I think the three-hour half marathoner works a lot harder and mentally has a tougher run than us faster runners. Mm. I'm a champion kart racer. I've been broke. I've been homeless, but I'm now self-employed. I've had many setbacks, but every successful person has faced setbacks. Setbacks are not failures if you learn from them. Mm. Failure is when you give up. I've been blessed meeting so many people who helped me reach my goal. I love your podcast and your runs, James Miller. Thank you, James, for sending that in. I, what an amazing story. I want to get him on. I want to talk to him. Yes. I, I just I think his story would be so cool to to outline in a future episode. But he sent a follow-up. He sent a video. He sent a video of himself crossing the finish line with a young girl who was a, a cancer survivor, I believe. Yes. That and that's part yeah. of what I want to talk to him about. Yeah. So he sent video of that and that was very moving. And I want to post that in social media. I just want to make sure it's okay with him first. But uh, what lessons from setbacks that is key is to you, you 
only fail when you give up. And you're not giving up, Dana. You're taking that and pushing forward to find success. Yeah, and I'm actually going to be able to tackle it smarter in the next go around. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, yeah. I really am. You've, you've commented to me about how you're surprised at how what my attitude's been like. Yeah. I had my day, my, my day of being very angry and hmm. upset at myself. But now that I, I have that perspective, I think yeah. that's going to help me attack this in the next, uh, the next iteration. You but know, we got an, we got another letter. Didn't we, we did. Not? We did from Meg. Main Street Miles Meg, who is, that's her handle on Instagram. The one you just read was James Miller Loves to Run on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And Meg and her husband, Brian, shout out to him for his birthday. And also that they were crazy enough to hear us talk about this challenge and this program and this boot camp and get on board and do it. And I think their end date is September 17th. So she listened to the show last week and she wrote in, Hi, Amy and Dana. Thanks for all the time you dedicate to producing high quality podcast shows. Then on top of that, supporting all your listeners with awesome live chats. You're greatly appreciated. I thought I'd respond to last week's show question about how we may have overcome a past failure or unaccomplished challenge as Dana talked about with his struggle with 75 hard. Fun fact. I have start. I'm playing the part of Meg. Did I say that? You did now. Yeah, here I am as Meg. Fun fact, I have started 10 marathons in my lifetime, but have only finished six. That's right. I have DNF'd four marathons. It's taken me a while to get to a place where I'm actually proud of those DNFs because they meant I tried, I took a risk, then I learned some more and went back at it again. The comeback is always greater than the setback. I love that. That's Only, a great line. I know. It's a quote that could be posted like motivational on social media. Only one of those I could say there's nothing I could have done better in terms of either my running or preparation for race day. And that was the 2008 Boston Marathon. I ran well hobbled the first 15 miles 10 days after an emergency appendectomy. Not my smartest life decision. I think I think her doctor would agree. It's Boston, though. So I understand her wanting to try. But, sure. But also, you got to be taking care of yourself. My first DNF, the 2008 Walt Disney World Marathon, is probably the one I learned the most from. I foolishly sat in the sun the day before. It was only 60 to 90 minutes tops, but I have fair skin and it just wasn't smart. We've been there before. Absolutely. <laughs> I also paid no, no attention to electrolytes in the days leading up to what we were expecting to be a very hot race. I knew right away from my body was off. I just felt heavy. I ran the first 20 miles with my mom. It would have been her first marathon. But she, of course, would not leave me at the medical tent. I passed out fairly close to a medical tent on Osceola Parkway. Turned out I had hyponutremia. We've heard Jeff talk about that. My mm -hmm. body was not absorbing any of the salt and electrolytes I was trying to give it. I was waterlogged. Had I prepared nutritionally and rested better ahead of time, it may not have happened. Core temp and hydration are crucial and vital lesson learned. My point is, I believe failures happen for a reason, and that reason is usually you need to learn something from it. However, always get up, 
go back and finish it, whatever it is. Dana, you got this next 75 hard. I know you do. I'm certain you'll complete it and learn something from it. Can't wait to chat soon and keep listening to the shows. Thanks, Meg. Oh. Yeah, those are I some mean, lessons. Absolutely. That is that is amazing. Uh, trying to run Boston after an appendectomy oh. and we've been on we've been on Osceola Parkway when it's very hot. So we understand yes. that and we've seen people drop at those races Mm -hmm. uh, in those exact areas. So it it absolutely can happen. And I'm glad that she has able to finish more than she's, she's finished more than she's not finished. So that's good. And she's learned something positive from Mm -hmm. those DNFs. Yeah. So James and Meg, thank you so much for writing in. And Meg, thank you for becoming a patron of the show and actually this past week going from one level to another from founder to insider. Oh, that is so, so awesome. So shout Thank out to you. you. Yes. All right. Now, you know what I'm going to say? I do. All this talk of running has made you hungry because mm-hmm. it's made me hungry mm-hmm. and I'm thinking back to where we ate. And that was at the Boozy Pig. And I am so glad that we discovered that. Even more so, what makes my heart happy is that we got to share that experience with a patron of the show, John Schroeder. Yes, we were able to arrange a rather almost impromptu yeah. meet up with our patron and we met for brunch on sunday morning at the boozy pig in tampa florida and this place is something we've looked at for a while and the one time that i tried to go there doing some remote work for the show they were closed so we were finally able to get there and i gotta tell you aim this was a great find I loved this. A great this. find. We found the cure for vegan eating. The cure? You yeah, call it the cure. Place, this, this place cures it. Because the Boozy Pig is actually not just a restaurant. It's also a full-service butcher shop that, that believes in mm. basically hoof-to-snout yeah. butchery and using the entire animal yes. and creating things. If they are, if they are making you know, bacon and they've got the pork belly. They're also doing pork butt and shoulder and pig's feet and they're making broth and they're making, they're, they're using every part of the animal. Yeah. And it's in the butcher case as you walk in, it's a classic butcher shop. It's, it looks so amazing. Their case up front and that is tip when you walk in, that is what you are greeted with is the butcher case. Sausages. Yeah. Cheeses. Steaks. Fresh full cuts, steaks, chops. Pork. Ev- everything you could think of. Yes. And but before you even get in there, you gotta know when we pulled up and we parked, and before we even went inside and saw that amazing butcher case. There's a high tech element that greets you. It's a vending machine. There's a <laughs> and vending machine. 
and it's a refrigerated <laughs> vending machine outside and it's full of meat and lard and cheese. That, I, I didn't think about that. They actually are, are, they're bringing out things like tallow for you to take home and cook with. Yes. And they put it in the vending machine. They're bringing out sausages. Everything's fresh and put in there every day. Yeah. And that you can just drive up and swipe your card and get fresh butcher products from a vending machine. It's so uniquely cool. Yeah. So that's outside. And then the beautiful counter is inside. And then there is also the restaurant portion that has bar seating, which I loved. And then also outdoor seating and indoor tables. And it's just so, you know, the boozy pig, their logo is everywhere. It's, it feels very authentic. Rustic? Yes. Yes. To its authentic, purpose. Rustic. I love the fact that they have the big subway, white subway tile. Yeah. That flashes everywhere. Yeah. You, behind the butcher case, you could see their, I believe they've got like a an aging room. Or that's just where they were doing the actual butcher, butchering. Uh, butchering back there. Mm-hmm. But it is just a, a neat space. Oh. And their food is just to die for awesome let's let's go down the list because we the three of us had quite the spread and we share we were just sharing food and talking and connecting and just having an amazing morning yeah you had the breakfast cubano Oh, let's start with appetizers first. Oh, the butcher's board. Yes. Let's back up and talk about the butcher's board. We love a good charcuterie. Ring the bell from other famous podcasts that ring a bell for charcuterie because this is a passionate sample, what they call a passionate sample of house-made meats, cheeses, and accompaniments. Serves two to three people. Legit, it does. You can add additional for ten dollars per person. They they yeah. grow the board, and they're made to order. They're made to order, so give the kitchen ample time to put it together. I it had one of my favorite cheeses on it, Manchego. Yeah, get a great Manchego cheese. You also had a, a wonderfully creamy blue brie. cheese. Oh, and the I thought you were going to say the brie. Yeah, and a brie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they said the, the cream cheese was or the, the the brie cheese was creamy. The blue cheese was creamy and funky. Yeah, and the Manchego is just it's the texture of a white cheddar, and it's just kind of had a love child with Parmigiano Reggiano. Yes, and it's just the right amount of salt, not too much. Just so good. Just so good. And I loved the balsamic, that the glaze that it came with, the house-made mustard. The house-made mustard, that coarse mustard that they made was incredible. But you had that, and you also had these fresh macerated blueberries. Those were great. Those paired with the brie, Mm. that was killer. You also, of course, had... Green olives that were marinated. Oh, those were you so good. had. I love uh, the brightness. House made salami. Yes, so good. A house made chorizo mm-hmm. sausage. Yeah, and a pork pate. Yes, and when I hear pate, normally I'm like, no, that's not for me. But it was meaty. 
it wasn't like a spread, really. It was more like cubes. Yeah, it had a, it definitely had a coarser consistency than, say, a duck liver pate, for instance. Yeah, but all of that <sighs> salty, meaty, cheesy, sweet elements, briny elements. It was just so flavorful and lovely to share that board. There were there was crostini that came along with it. It was mm-hmm. just so lovely. What a great way to start the meal. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, like you said, I had the breakfast Cubano was mm-hmm. my item of choice. And this is a breakfast riff on a Tampa classic, the Cuban sandwich. Oh. And this is farm fresh scrambled eggs with your choice of chorizo, bacon, or chicken maple sausage. I chose chorizo. Mm. So good. They put that with Swiss cheese, and then they press it on fresh baked Cuban bread. So this thing comes out. The sandwich is is cut in half on the diagonal. It's pressed. It's got this wonderfully crisp exterior. It's hot to the touch. The interior items, the the Swiss cheese is Mm. melted. Everything is, is hot and fresh inside of it Mm -hmm. the eggs were fluffy that chorizo that they made was such a rich flavor i love chorizo because it is a deeply spiced pork sausage without being too spicy hot you don't get you normally don't get a lot of heat on a traditional hot for hot's sake it was not like not at all and and i would even argue it wasn't hot period i don't think there was any heat to it you you get a lot of smoky flavor because Mm -hmm. traditionally it has a lot of paprika in it Mm -hmm. and and they were keeping with a pretty traditional preparation here and it was tender it everything worked and this just was a comfort food sandwich is the best way yes. I could describe it. Yeah. This was a very indulgent meal that we had. That The butcher board is pricey. The butcher board could be a meal in itself for the table or that, yes. Because yeah, it's it works out to about $10 per person. $10 per person. Board. Yeah. $10 per person. But so it's indulgent. The breakfast Cubano, though, $9.90. And it was huge. The sandwich was huge. Now, it doesn't get, come with the side of anything. That is just for the sandwich. But, but does it, it need it? Because it was huge. It, it actually doesn't need it. It was perfect. Yeah. You get that in a cup of the something to drink to go with it, what we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. You're, a, you're a happy camper for brunch. Oh, yeah. We couldn't control ourselves. Um, I had the steak frites. Yes, you did. I did. And it was served with a lemon horseradish aioli and a demi-glaze with tallow fries. a lot of people don't know what that is. So talk about that. This is is a kind of a culinary cheat, if you will. Why do you Um, call it a cheat? Because most people cook French fries. They they put some vegetable oil in a pot. They bring it up to 350. They drop their fries in and give it a few minutes and boom, there you go. When you cook your fries in tallow, you're cooking it in rendered beef fat. Oh, so good. Rendered and rendered clarified beef fat usually. And this is, this was no exception. You showed me these fries and these were big, 
just wedges of potato yes that they, very that they fried in this beef fat and when oh. you let me taste one i'm like oh this thing's magical these oh, yeah. were incredible yes so they let me pick my own cut of meat and generally i believe that they um the chef will choose unless you say you want a specific cut of meat. And I was after yeah. a ribeye. I was after, after a ribeye. Yeah. The, the chef's choice that day was a sirloin. Yes. And that would have been $19.90. They adjust the price depending on the cut and size of steak you choose if you go up to the butcher case to pick one. Which I did. And I'm Which not you did. sorry. Because and what kind of what what kind of ribeye did you get? It was boneless. They need a little bit more advanced notice to do a bone in. And that's a smart uh, that's a smart thing. They would have done it for you, but they were more concerned that you were going to be basically the last one at the table to get served. Right, which I appreciated. And so yes. the boneless the ribeye without the bone is what I had. And it was so great. It was the right combination uh, and I got it medium rare. The right combination of meat to fat. Cook temperature was perfect for me, but they'll cook it any way you want. And it was just mouth-watering. With that demi-glaze, oh, it's yeah. just like buttery au jus goodness. It's, you know how au jus is? Mm -hmm. Demi-glaze is more buttery. Sure. And a little more salty. And I just loved that. But I also really enjoyed the the lemon horseradish aioli. That was a nice twist on a traditional accompaniment to steak. And you get a lot of the default is usually some sour cream with some horseradish stirred in. Mm -hmm. That doing it as an aioli with lemon in addition to the horseradish. Oh, wow. So that was a good. That was a really neat choice. I love the fact that their meats from the butcher case are all grass-fed. Mm -hmm. So when you let me taste the steak, I tasted it without anything on it mm -hmm. the first time. Yeah. And that steak didn't need anything. No, it did not. I mean, you were you had the best of all worlds. I love the sauces, but, but not necessary. You could, and the difference between a grass-fed beef and a grain-fed beef comes through in the flavor of the beef without a doubt mm, it was so good oh i'm dreaming of it now and <sighs> john got something that i was actually eyeballing when we were looking at the menu ahead of getting there he got mm. an item on the menu called the back to bed yes yes and this is just a bowl of comfort food goodness it is southern in a bowl you, oh, yeah, this is yeah. all Southern. Yeah. Uh, in a bowl, you get three homemade smoked cheddar biscuits. They top those biscuits with collard greens, Yum. chorizo sausage gravy, oh. and a farm fresh fried egg. So good. So it's biscuits and gravy with collards and an egg. Come on. Love those flavors together. <laughs> Again, we're tasting them. They're, they're sausage gravy is oh. insanely good that oh. chorizo makes such an incredible gravy flaky biscuits oh and southern collard greens 
what I should have asked, and I wasn't sure, was do they smoke the cheddar? Oh. Or do they smoke the biscuit dough? I'm just curious. I'm sure it's a cheddar, but I, I just I should have I would, clarified. I would think it's a smoked cheddar. But that that little bit of the hint of smoke carrying through, mm. uh, amazing. But yeah. y- And you know, what we've described here, we could have stopped. We didn't stop. Of course not. We had the lemon ricotta pancakes. Yeah. Needless Mastered to say, blueberries. <laughs> it was so good. Sorry. Well, the, I was going to say, the macerated blueberries that they had on that butcher's board showed up here again. So mm-hmm. you had the, ma- the macerated blueberries, fresh ricotta, lemon zest, and maple butter. These were some of the – the pancakes were enormous. Mm-hmm. It was a, a stack of yeah. three pancakes, I believe. Yep. And it was enough for the three of us to split with leftovers to go home. Every yeah, Everything. Like, we had plenty of leftovers. We had plenty of leftovers because we had a big and indulgent meal. We did. To celebrate the culmination of 75 Hard. So it was like, did we need it? No. Did we need the cheat day? Like to hearken back to the running lessons? No. But it was so good. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're still running it off. Yes, that is true. But it was quite delightful, those fluffy pancakes and that ricotta. Oh. Mm. So needless to say, this is going to be a location we plan to return to oh, yeah. multiple times throughout the year as we go back and forth to Tampa for uh, family and for other events. The Boozy Pig oh. absolutely is a must-try if you are going to be in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah, and they're just delightful people there. Put it in your Yelp bookmarks. Oh, and their staff was great. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. And I believe congratulations to our server, Victoria, who is matriculating at Florida State. Yes, she it was her last shift, and then she was going to go off to school. So, So best of luck Go do great and wonderful things. Yes. You folks out in the Runcation Nation, get down to Tampa oh, yes. and try the Boozy Pig. For sure. So I mentioned earlier that we had a new patron. New to well, the you mentioned that, insider that, level. New to yes. the insider level, I will say. Because Meg, who submitted her overcoming challenges kind of message, written email, she upgraded from... Being a founder at patreon.com slash running drink podcast to becoming an insider. And that was just so surprising and so appreciated because. Oh, Ab. Yeah. That, that is so sweet. When we get those messages, I, I've jokingly told you guys how Amy will start crying when we yeah. get a notice that we got a, we got another patron. We are so appreciative of the fact that you guys like listening to what we do and mm-hmm. that you're willing to support us and help us bring this show and to improve this show. And we've said it a million times. We'll probably say it a million more that we can't thank you guys enough for that. So when somebody mm-hmm. who's already made a commitment decides to increase that commitment, it's so sweet. Yeah. So, Meg, thank you. And we also, we got another message. We did. That was incredibly touching as well. But last week, we talked about Rob Nadal, mm-hmm. who the Runcation Nation has lost, and we're yes. going to be running in his honor to support him. 
in September. We got a message from his daughter, Tori. Yes. And she has decided to become a patron of the show as well. And we were so moved by that. And Tori, we cannot thank you enough for becoming our newest insider to the show. It touched our hearts more than we can say. And we received the notification right at the culmination of the 75 hard. And it was such an amazing message that you sent us. We cannot wait to get out to California so that you can show us some of the greatest running spots that Rob loves so much. So thank you. And contributions from these people who support us, we, they allow us to deliver a better show into 2021 and beyond. There yes. are. Of course, we've talked about the improvements to the set. We've also mm-hmm. talked about buying, buying new microphones mm-hmm. that we're going to be trying out in Alaska. Yes. I've already packed my bag. They're in the bag, so Yay! we're going to be using them in Alaska. Yes. But if you go to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast, we have three levels set up uh, for monthly support, mm-hmm. $2, $5, and $10, and each get their own special perks. And we're adding and, and tweaking those still through 2021. Patrons get a special thank you message from us when they become patrons of the show, supporters of the show. So be on the lookout for that, Tori. Insiders get a look behind the scenes, get access to exclusive video footage, have access to special interviews before they're released on the podcast feed, cooking demos, exclusive tastings of recipes, and our favorite food and beverage, including bonus items that may not have made it onto the show. Yeah, and we have said it before. The show is always going to be free, but if you want more Run It Drink podcast content and you want to support us, Check us out, patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Or if you use Podbean, tap on the reward button at the top of the Podbean app to become a patron. All the same perks are there. You don't even have to leave the Podbean ecosystem. As always, we thank everyone for all the ways you support the Run, eat, Drink podcast. So we did have a drink uh, to celebrate the 75 hard challenge ending for Amy. Yes, we did. Yes. Actually, we had, you could say we had two, but we combined them because, and again, we're going to talk about what we had at the Boozy Pig mm-hmm. because we were having brunch. And yeah. if you're having brunch, sometimes you just got to go with the caffeinated option. Got to go oh, with coffee. Cafe con leche. And if you're in Tampa, yeah, Cafe Con Leche is a no-brainer. This is basically a a Cuban version of uh, a latte. It's espresso or Cuban coffee, which is basically espresso and sugar. Mm. And then that's mixed with steamed milk. It's, It's rich. It's sweet. It's highly caffeinated. Oh, yeah. And they did a great one. They're, they made a phenomenal Cafe Con Leche there. I thought it went perfectly with your breakfast Cubano. Oh, I, I mean. Classic Tampa. Classic Tampa. A- absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I know people are, are shocked. They're saying, wait a minute. It's 75 hard's over. You guys have been doing without the adult beverages. The Boozy Pig doesn't have adult beverages. 
They no. are a BYOB establishment. They will provide orange juice. They will provide cafe con leche. Delicious and delightful on their own. But then you can bring the champagne, the Prosecco. Or the booze. The booze. <laughs> we saw somebody walk in with some tequila. We did. And we came prepared. We because did. Because to celebrate the end of the 75 Hard Challenge, I purchased a bottle of bourbon that was $75. And mm-hmm. this is the Iron Smoke Casket Strength Bourbon. We'll have a link in the show notes. Yes. This is a 120 proof bourbon mm. that. I got recommended to me by a friend of mine at work who is a huge fan of bourbon. He said, you've really got to try this. There actually is a smoky note to this that uh, is very much complements the normal vanilla and caramel notes of Mm -hmm. the bourbon without overpowering it. And if you get the casket strength, you basically get an extra kick in the pants. Kick in the pants. Yes. Is the way that you describe that. It's the way I'm going to describe it. And it's keep our family friendly rating. Yeah. So it's the Iron Smoke Distillery. And we'll have a link to it. Yes. That provides that amazing bourbon experience. So. Now, you may have had one of those at midnight. I did. And why don't you tell everybody what you thought of it? It was smoky. Yes, it was smoky and strong. And maybe that's just because I spent 75 days not having any alcohol or any cheat meals or anything. It was caramel notes, vanilla notes, and the smoke note. It, 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 and you could taste that it was strong. And the, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it had, it. I just, I, I liked it. I liked it. I think it would make a mean old-fashioned. I think it would make a great uh, Manhattan. We had it just straight, but I might recommend maybe a drop of water to smooth yes. out the edge that makes it so strong. That's what I would say. Yeah, maybe a few drops of water just to open that up. You're right. I think that would have been a good way to go. I know when I, I had it neat, I it to me, it reminded me of it. It was almost like smoked or gently smoked brown sugar. Yes. With a little bit of vanilla in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe the drop of water would open up those sweeter notes. I agree. But we brought we had that. that. We brought that into the <laughs> restaurant. Yes. And it, it makes a wonderful addition to your cafe con leche. Yes, it does. Oh, my goodness. It was the designated drinker's delight. <laughs> Felt like a hashtag. I don't know. Josh will have to tell us if it's a hashtag. But, uh, but yeah, it was a delight. The, the Cafe Con Leche on its own was just delicious. With the, the bourbon, there was smoky and sweet and just delight with that wonderful brunch. 
I love it. We, we're going to have a link to the bourbon. We're going to, yes. of course, have a link to the boozy pig. Yes. And I believe that you've got a couple of amazing photos of the food. Ah, uh, yeah, we have. Which a few. are going to be in episode artwork and on social throughout the week. Sweet. <laughs> That brings us to the end of another episode, a supersized episode, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Guys, please don't forget about the virtual race. The We Love Truckers Rob Nadal Memorial Virtual Race, that is live and you can register for it. We have a bunch of people from the Runcation Nation mm-hmm. registered. Pick your distance. It doesn't matter what you're running. Mm. It supports organizations that Rob wanted to highlight and help, like Mm. the St. Christopher's Truckers Relief Fund and Coke Trucking. These organizations work to support and show appreciation for the many truck drivers across the United States. We're going to be running our miles during Truck Driver Appreciation Week, which is September 12th through the 18th, and it culminates in Rob's birthday on the 18th. Yeah, so we would love it if you guys would get registered. You don't have to run it with us. We just think it would be really great to have a huge representation of you all. And that's everybody listening. You're now members of the Runcation Nation. So find out more information about the organization and sign up for the race. We have a link uh, in the show notes. It's a run sign up link, and Mm -hmm. it just takes you right to it. But we also have links to the uh, St. Christopher's Truckers Relief Fund and Coke Trucking as well. Indeed. Thank you so much for listening this week. For joining us. I was going to say, and thank you for sticking with us on this supersized episode. Yes, for joining us on a rather lengthy episode. So wherever you were, you might have been cooking, you might have been on a long run, a commute to work, you might have been cleaning around the house, Just thank you for tuning in wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana, live from Daytona Beach, Florida. Yes, I miss you. I can't wait to be with you again. For now, stay safe. Everybody, stay safe, stay well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.